to you good evening to you good morning to you. i have with me doctor 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 how many doctors dr sony badu <laughs> I, I think it's three now three is it <laughs> how how are you doing sir i'm doing well um today happens to be my elder elder daughter daughter's birthday my oh, eldest daughter's birthday so she turns 18, so yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Happy, happy birthday to her. 18 already, because I remember when, you know, when you were in London, I mean, she was uh -huh. um, 18. Little girl, right? Wow, uh -huh. wow, 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 that's amazing. But listen, thank you very much for making time to join us on the conversation uh, with Uncle Charles. And I know we've been trying to get this going for a while, but you're, you're such a busy man, you know, how do, how do you, how do you manage? With the ministry and good Charles. I should be asking <laughs> I should be asking you that question. You are a busy man too. And and, and the family and, and everything else. But listen, it's, it's good it's good to have you here on on, on this conversation. So awesome. Sonny Badu used to live here in London with us. And then all of a sudden, boom, off to the States, never came back. What happened? I think destiny happened <laughs> and um, um, you know I've always been in America but um, I, I hadn't made it really official you know so I was kind of going in and out because some of the times when I came you'd meet me and pick me up actually but I've been doing this up and down for almost 10 years and I think when it got to the second stage of my ministry where God wanted us to establish a church um, I guess that was it. <laughs> It was goodbye, so, London. <laughs> did you actually go there with, with, with a mind to start a church where you moved to America to actually just carry on with your music ministry? I, I, I didn't even move to America because of the music ministry. I knew that strategically it was much helpful if I lived or I settled in America so I could travel from the state at which I was in to go to different states because it was getting difficult for people to invite you from London and pay for the international ticket and all of that. So what I would do normally is get to America for about three months and then fly from Atlanta to every other state. I knew I would settle with a church one day, but I didn't think it was going to be in America. Um, where was I didn't even know where, but I knew that one day I would settle down. And when 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 I heard God clearly, I took that step of faith, and um, we're head, we're going three years now. Yeah, how many years have you been going now? It's been it's been a while. We're going March will be three years. First March will be three years already. God, yes. You know what they say: time, time yeah. flies when you're having fun. Are you actually having fun? Do you prefer living in America to? Uh, to living in the UK and be very careful the answer you give me. <laughs> uh, 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 um, um, I'd say living in America is quite spacious than living in the UK. Um, living in America gives you more opportunity and, um, than, than living in the UK. 
So for now, I'd say I think I'm enjoying it over here. But when you were in in the UK, I mean, ministry was very, very, very busy for you because you were traveling everywhere. You you know, you're going to Africa, going to uh, Australia, America. So ministry in the UK couldn't have been that bad. I mean, obviously, you've lived in the two um, two locations, and you can now actually compare both locations. What's ministry in the UK like as compared to ministry okay. in America? Um. I would say ministry in America is much more open-minded um, than the UK one. Um, UK one is slightly rigid, and um, um, UK has a little bit of a catching up to do, if I can put it that way. Um, but um, there were certain months I knew I was in America. There were certain months I knew I was in UK. There were certain months I knew I was in Africa. There were certain months I knew I was in Australia. So nothing changed, but. Looking at my itinerary on a yearly basis, we realized that the American appointments were more than everywhere, every other place in the world. Um, hence, our decision to kind of settle down right here in America. Um, but there's a big difference between American gospel music and UK UK gospel music and um, people's approach to it. So when you say a difference between UK gospel music, that's kind of, for me, it's kind of very difficult to define because especially for what you do, it doesn't really matter where you are. You know, your your, your genre was ma- mainly African gospel music fused in with a bit of, you know, um, kind of the world music kind of, contemporary kind of flavor, yeah. So for, for, for me, that would have applied everywhere else. So when you say the type of gospel music in America as compared to the type of gospel music in the UK. What exactly um, do you mean? So like you rightly said, I looked and created a niche market for myself, a, a personal genre that when you hear Sonny Badu, this is what your expectation would be. And um, so re- looking at both countries, I realized that America, even though we started still in UK, still would do concerts back to back. America embraced it more. Um, and America is wider when it comes to gospel music. So um, I was, I was um, an part of more concerts and more preaching engagement in America than in the UK. Um, I mean, in a month, you'd probably be going back to back from different states to different states, concert and preaching itinerary. Whereas if you're in UK, (laughs) it'll probably be once a month or once every three months. So when you looked at the two, of course, America is much more bigger. There are about 50 states. So it works better on this side of the world. Are you saying for you, having been a full-time music minister for you then it, it made more ministerial sense if not economic sense to actually um, move to America then both it makes more ministerial and economical sense you see if you're coming to America and you don't have a sense of purpose you, you wouldn't you wouldn't enjoy it but once you're coming to America it has to there has to be a sense of purpose this is what I'm going to do this is what I'm who I'm connected with and everything is started so musicians succeed well when they move over to the side because gospel music is seen very differently um, um, gospel music in America is more flamboyantic 
than, than gospel music in UK. Gospel music in UK has just been shifted to uh, a different genre, which is it's either the rap or um, the CC, CCM kind of music in UK. But um, America embraces all sorts of genre, if I can, mm. if I can, if I can, mm. if I can put it that way. And that helps some of us to, to fit our genre at the right places because there's a market for that so economically it makes sense and and ministerially it makes sense i mean you've you've raised a very important point there you you, you said economically it makes sense i suppose i i, I kind of brought that up uh, earlier um, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a gospel minister are you actually supposed to be um economically minded and i'm playing the devil's advocate mm-hmm. here the devil's advocate extremely um extremely um you have to be because see it as a gift okay and this is the gift at which i have to feed my family with okay and you don't go into a gift halfway you go into the gift fully let me give you an example um recording a song is not for free you have to pay for it you have to go to the studio you have to record everything now after the recording, you you have to now advertise. Everything does cost money. Hoping and believe that you'll get an invitation to minister, so you'll be taken care of. Okay. So if you see this as as a full time job, then you have to have needs and the needs have to be met i cannot go and not know what i'm getting whilst i have four kids um and and a wife that i have to feed um so it's how you conduct yourself it's how you you let people understand where you fit and um People do understand that as a gospel artist, you need to be compensated if I could use that. So the gospel is for free, yes, but the logistics is never for free. And that's what we have to um, we have to kind of delete from our mindset, especially from the African perspective um, of thinking that everything should be free. Um, but we will pay everything we want to pay to get a foreign artist to come and minister. We'll pay and bring them over to whichever country to, to let them minister but when it gets to your own you think oh why are you charging me or why are you putting a charge to it no they need to survive they need to survive there are places on the other side that i don't put any expectation because i know they know my value and will take care of me i'll give you an example like pastor paul pastor biodu um Koza experience i've never put a dime to pastor paul i've never charged him anytime they call on me um how much are you taking dr badu tell daddy to bless me and what he gives supersedes your mind what he gives even beats you because he understands what he is he understands the game he understands the industry he understands the role he has to play whereas some people will pretend they don't understand and will abuse um, um, the giftings so um, for me um, playing and answering the question on the devil's advocate I believe that if it's a career then it has to be addressed and seen as such you know um, it's interesting as you talk about that and we're, you know we're talking about the economic aspects of of ministry and the fact that yeah you know somebody has to dip their hands into their pocket um, to make sure that your needs are met but a little birdie tells me that you went through a period where you know um you actually did ministry and for instance because you know, i know you had um, equipment you had 
back line, you had front of house sound equipment where you've actually done ministry in the early days of Sony Badu, where you actually took everything to churches and to events and never charged a dime. What was going on there? Those ones were relationship based. Um, if I needed to um, have a concert in your church, I would never bring my equipment to Uncle Charles, your church, and say I'm charging this. We go a long way. We have a we have a brilliant relationship. You're like my elder brother. You're like my big brother. When when I have very sensitive issues you're the person i seek for counseling so with that um i with those people i have relationship with like yourself uh we have ministry relationship where i i also have to contribute to you perhaps i'm coming to your church but you don't have adequate equipment that would enhance what i need to do so what do i need to do let me come and support you of course you will give me something but when you quantify my singing and the instrument it's not the same but that was my contribution to you and that's what I still do actually um, there are people that I do stuff for that I don't need to charge a dime I've never even charged my pastor Pastor Kinsley a dime anytime he calls on me daddy it's done and so there's also relationship in ministry and I value relationship very much Anyway, um, if you've just tuned in, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm in conversation with um, Dr. Sonny Badu all the way from ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. That's how you, you that's how you say, isn't it? Atlanta. We say Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. We say Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Rock Hill. He's um, he's senior pastor of Rock Hill Church. So you know we knew Sonny as a praise and worship leader. I tell you what, I remember the very first time I saw or you know experienced Sonny's ministry, and this goes back way way back. I don't know you might know because we hadn't actually spoken then. I went to a wedding, and you were supposed to be ministering at that wedding. Jojo Emmanuel Lawson's wedding. And every, that was years ago, and everybody was like, oh, you know, this guy, Sonny Badu, Sonny Badu, Sonny Badu. And I'm like, I mean, I've been around this ministry for a while. I've never heard about this guy. Who is he? And you can, I think the song you sung, was it Baba? I can't even remember. And I'm like, okay, all right, let's sit down and watch and watch this guy. And I've been following your ministry uh, for years. And, you know, I mean, we've done stuff in the past together and everything. But I still see Sonny as a worship leader well you know kind of are there people who still struggle to see you as a pastor of rock hill church um you would always have those challenges um <laughs> i like i like i like i like how i like how you refer to that as challenges <laughs> oh yeah um i'll give you an example um if you say like um i've always you know me i've always been preaching from time i just made it a point to um project my musical side louder and bigger than the preaching because i'm also um an an analytical um package where i help people package and i knew that if i needed to introduce myself to the world as a preacher they will not accept me well so i knew i had a plan that i was going to start with 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 the music and then when i get to a certain place where i know that the music has its ground then i'll dive out I'll, I'll also add this aspect of it i'll also add this aspect of it 
to 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 the ministry so yes i enjoy challenges yes there will be challenges yes there are challenges however those who doubted and thought hmm it was just a fluke i like hmm the guy actually has he he's he's he has content to preach because um i've always been a preacher i was born a preacher my father was a preacher i was raised in the church so um it's been a very interesting journey um but i think gradually people are beginning to realize that now this man is born for the job and the church has actually made me vocally sharper it's actually made me musically better because every day i am leading worship every day i am singing every day i've got to do something to do with music i've built a bigger choir a built a bigger team we have our own place that we rehearse and it's so i think i have actually gotten better ever since the church started You, you you mentioned something about you know moving on you always had in mind that you were going to move on to become a pastor or have your own ministry have your own church we had a ministry but have your own church is that kind of the natural progression for worship leaders so you know you start off as a as as a member of a worship team you become a worship leader and then eventually you become a pastor have your own ministry because okay. that so has every, been happening recently I'm, I'm okay. so every worship leader is a preacher we only preach by music and the preacher preach by just words okay now based on your mentorship that you have based on the people that raised you it's 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 it'll be a no brainer that eventually i'll give you an example dina is very powerful because she was raised by a pastor her father is a pastor and if you want dina to preach she will bring heavens down Does she want to be a preacher in the future? Maybe. But it's inside of her. She can activate it. Every musician has a sense of fashion as well. Don't you realize that we're all getting into fashion? Now look at Ty Tribbett, look at Travis Green, look at um Donnie McClurkin, look at almost 98% of American musicians went towards that side because you see, you wouldn't be young forever. And the more you're growing, the more you're leaving legacy to raise others. Now I have worship leaders that I'm raising. I have choirs that I'm raising. I'm leading. So I'm I, I'm not Sonny Badu um, that I used to be 15, 20 years ago. Of course, those those times if you went on YouTube, you get just my song and just a few people. Now everybody's on YouTube. So thinking and planning ahead will tell you that move to your next your next place where God has ordained and with every experience and with every mentorship everything you've learned along the line put it into effect and that's what we've been doing wow fantastic i mean you talked about you know uh, people that you've mentored people that you've worked with and and all of that and um i was going to ask you who are you most proud of but let me just start from my perspective i mean um you know these three young ladies that we have here in the UK Shekina nominated in mobiles and stuff like that and i know they worked with you what do you think about you know artists like that people who've worked for you okay so i remember picking them when they were teenagers we, when they were 14 <laughs> yeah. 15 when they were young and i remember when nobody would give them that opportunity no everybody thought they were not good in fact i remember a heartbreaking story when lisa um in the choir she was put at the back 
you know, they didn't even want her to get closer to the mic. And I looked at that, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make something of these girls so much that they will become an envy. So I started training them. We did an auditioning, you were there. Yeah. And um, um, the, the first gig was Wembley, Wembley Arena. Um, Oracle. Oracles. And, and <laughs> <laughs> do you remember it was, oh, it was come on. that were driving? Let's, let's move remember? on, let's move on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's a whole and story. Was, it's a whole that story. That was the first yeah. time you introduced Uche's music to me. And you yeah. said, Papa, let's listen to this guy. Let's help this guy. He's young in South Africa. And that's the first time we heard, we give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. So the, I gave them the Oracle platform. I just put something in them. I made them feel they were the best. Then I went ahead to record Colors of Africa with them featured them on them, built them, when I had to do stadiums with them, did so many tours with them. So I am not surprised that every seed that was sown in them is now harvested. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, looking at what, you know, what has come of those three young ladies, um, because I, you know, I've, I've heard in quotes people saying, oh, Sonny's never helped anyone. Sonny's never um, sort of, um, mentored anyone but that that is definitely a fruit there isn't it it's it's <laughs> puppy yeah. um, you know they say something um i know what i've done in people's life um I, I was born to help people i love seeing people succeed um it got to a time the girls didn't understand why i was in america and i had left them it was because i needed to shift to my next level but even with that, when I was recording Sounds of Africa, I flew them to America to record with me. When I was recording that in Maryland, I flew them. Evelyn had to come to America for two days. I flew her in just for that experience because I knew I had to build that platform for them to get to that place where they can stand on their own. There is no musician that you've seen them walk close to me that can tell you but who never helped me. Some I paid their school fees, some I gave accommodation to live, some I gave a place to stay, um, but I do it with great joy, not expecting anything back. Right now here in America, I've raised so many, still raising a lot, and none of them can tell you that Badu didn't do this for me, but it's, it's my service to humanity, and I'm very proud of myself on that. I mean, you know, um, I've known you for a while from when you were back here in the UK right till um, going to America. And you're not one to shy away from media. But then sometimes that gets you into trouble. Are you, do you enjoy controversy? Um, <laughs> or, or do people, people, or people mis, or people misunderstand you? You see, I have the British mindset. And the British, British mindset will be tells you to tell your peace of mind, which is the truth sometimes, but people don't like to hear the truth. <laughs> and as such, it turns into controversy. I'm not the type of child because I've seen or I've experienced being denied of something that belonged to you that was taken right from you. And I, I had to sit down and tell myself, no, I'm not going to take a no, or I'm not going to watch when somebody's doing something wrong and I can't speak my peace of mind. Um, whether it's a, whether you understood what I said or you didn't, it's not my business. I just spoke my mind. That's how I am. That's how I've always been. There are others who would rather know the truth and be quiet. No, I wouldn't know the I wouldn't know the truth and be quiet. I'll speak it, and and you can hate me today. It's fine. It doesn't change my name. 
that's me. But you know me right up behind the screen. I'm just a quiet person. Um, I'm an yeah, introvert. That's what that's what surprises me because normally, you know, Sonny's a very quiet guy. And uh, but sometimes, you know, I'm like, is that really him? You know, what, what is it that changes? I think it's got to do with elemental status when I'm in that element, when I'm in that that place. Um, it's like when I'm preaching, first second you can see um, me. First second you can see me ex- um, quiet, and then I start preaching, and then bang, I'm in that place. I'm in my element, you know. So I think it comes. It, it's it's a cap. Once you put it on and you're ready to go, you're ready to go. Uh, so once again, just to remind you that we have with us um, Sonny Badu, Dr. Sonny Badu, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, Rock Hill Church, senior pastor and praise and worship leader as well. And over the years, Sonny, you've won so many accolades. And um, the first one is the fact that you're a family man with, uh, you know, married with four children. And then you've won different awards. Um, so I'll give that to, that one to you as an accolade, you know, being a married um, a married man. And then you've won all these um, awards and everything else. Of all the things that you, you think you've achieved in ministry, what are you most proud of? Hmm. I think my recent appointment as a professor um, of the Faculty of Music at the Trinity International University, I think that is one of my greatest achievements um, because I'm passionate about education and I know being a beacon of hope for several people, I have to lay that foundation and set that foundation as um, music is a gift, but you need to be educated as well. As you, Uncle Charles, you're very educated, you're a teacher, and you intertwine it with, with your passion, which is radio, and also um, Agma. And so, for me, that was the most, that was my biggest achievement, um, my professorship. And um, um, next year, I'm starting the whole university, that whole, the entire faculty. And it's, it's just, I, I'm looking forward to that. So... I mean, yeah, obviously that's that's something that you're you're very proud of. But where does that leave music now? Are we going to see you? I mean, well, obviously there's COVID now, so that's that's a different matter. But are we going to see Sony in another big concert, maybe somewhere in London, or maybe I don't know, Ghana, Lagos, like you did at the stadium? Has that taken back seat now, or there's something on the horizon? Uncle Charles, that that can never take a back seat. In the COVID-19, I've had three concerts. My recent one was on my birthday. Um, that That's also releasing the um, Rhythms of Africa album, which will be the new album. We've just released a new single. Um, we're literally waiting for a go-ahead, and then we're back into stadiums and all of that. I mean, this COVID-19 is real, and I, I want to respect and observe the protocols of COVID-19. Um, um, so Pastor Paul Abdifas and I was talking to him two days ago, and for the first time, experience is being done virtually because we have to respect and observe COVID-19 protocol. We, 
you we probably haven't lost family members yet but we have to respect those who have lost family members and as such also not be too quick to gather people because we want to revive i mean there's there's virtual concerts i've had three virtual concerts um since this covid 19 started so my music is can never i'm sunny is music badu's music and that's forever me even when i'm old and gray i'm still in fact i'm at that place where it's more of a prophetic singing where we're captured live and it's 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 just i'm i'm enjoying this new stage that god has placed it, lo- it looks like you're really enjoying it it looks like you're really enjoying it Say that, have you been in a congregation say your church where you're sat down as the pastor and somebody's leading worship and you're like not 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 that you're led by the spirit to do so but you're thinking mm, maybe you know I, I would like to sing this one let me go up on stage is that a temptation or you've been somewhere oh yeah, somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah it must be difficult it happens every time at church it happens no so i'm even on the worship list i'm on the worship rotor and when you come to rock your worship is spontaneous so if the worship is hitting hard i have a microphone right there the band knows what to do and bang we're in so music has never stopped in fact i've sang more since i started rock your church than ever do you you literally have like every sunday night is concert night because you know when i've been online to check out some of your stuff it's like you've really gone in with getting stuff every, done every every sunday every sunday expect something expect it can't be sony badu's church and you can't hear music music has to be and, and we do that with joy we do that with fun um the the beautiful thing is um congregation has a signature now they know our signature songs they know our anthems they know our hymns and it's beautiful to to fellowship with them together i mean we're, we're almost wrapping up the um, uh, interview now so sony badu the worship leader sony badu the pastor right if you were to rewind your life is there any particular thing you wouldn't do again or is there something that you would do differently? So let's say I'm somebody who wants to become a future Sonny Badu. What advice do you have for me? Any particular mistakes I in your life that you think I've been you know? through? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call them mistakes. I'll call them learning curves. Learning yeah. curves. Because every aspect of my life has taught me great lessons that has made me wiser and wisdom comes in in time with experience the more you experience things the wiser you become would i change anything no i would not i would not change it because everything i believe i'm doing has been divinely ordained so i'm rather grateful to god and i ask god for strength any regrets any regrets anywhere at all any regrets not at all not at all not at all wow <laughs> that's 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 amazing so there we have dr sorry buddy who oh, has no oh, regret. Oh, I regret well no no wait i regret not taking learning musical instruments ah okay. okay okay that's what i regret but you're, you're a drummer now you're, I, a, I you're, you're, you're a drummer though yeah, so I, you're a talking drummer, about I wish something else i wish I wish I could play the keys, I wish I could play the um, the guitars and I had that opportunity. I only played games with it. So now I kind of mentally play it, 
with my my lips and mm-hmm. they they catch it plus i have very sharp musical ears so everything you literally hear um technically i create everything from melody to i tell the band huntsman this but i wish i could play it i wish i could do it myself so sonny finally has told us one of his life regrets the fact that he never learned to um, uh-huh. to, to to play an instrument, so that, play that other one, instruments, yeah. yeah, other instruments apart from apart from the drums. We're talking about playing instruments and mm-hmm. still writing and creating stuff as well. You are still actively recording, and you've just released another single. You've released a few singles in the last year. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us a little bit about a new single. Um, I've released Pillow of Fire, which is doing very well, um, and then the recent one, which came um, a week ago. A week ago is my confidence, and um, it's a song of prayer. I've been 2020 has been a very, very, very challenging year for me, um, but God saw me through, and I I realized and discovered that most of my songs that have become hits came out of challenges or seasons of pain um and so i used that opportunity to to write that song and the interesting thing is i knew the chorus but i didn't know the verse until i hit the stage and i told the team i want to be captured live so once you hear um, i heard about abraham you never let him down none of that was written i i the moment they sensed that i was in my element it began to capture it who am I to doubt who you are? I heard about David in the wilderness. You're moving from everything I was saying was captured live. And for me, that's the level I want to get to where things are captured, moments are captured um, on adulterated. So is this working towards an album or is it just a single and you're just going to be the, In fact, the, the album is ready. Um, and we, we want to release it in the early parts of 2021, so um, to 2020. That's why we've released um, 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 my my confidence first, and then early parts of 2021. It's been mixed, it's been mastered, it's just waiting. Album cover ready, everything is just waiting to come out. If I was in Atlanta now and we're we're, we're driving in your car, um, apart from your music, who else's music would I hear in your car? interesting question very interesting question um there's this young man called moses bliss okay he's uh, a top dude he's too faithful too faithful too faithful yeah and then there's this young lady called yada um she wrote a song called you look beyond me um i also of course traditionally you'd say the Sinatis and the frank edwards and the tim goffords but um i know this interview will go far and uh i'll use that opportunity to also talk about new people who are on the block so i've listened to these young ones and really enjoy the the, the depth of well at which they're coming from and i feel that africa gospel music has a good future also um 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 of course um joe Metto, and i love um diners so i kind of listen to everybody but these two new youth that are emerging powerfully and, and in such speed i like to listen to them wow you heard it from dr sonny badu there it's been a pleasure having a chat with you um is there something that you think we should look out for that you haven't mentioned in here um i've written new books um that are out just doing very well 
um, and everybody should look out for AGMA 2021. Um, I'm looking forward to winning some awards. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. I mean, there was, it's been a long time anyway, but yeah, AGMA will be time. back. Thanks yeah. to COVID, it didn't happen this year, but you know, there were plans afoot, but God is still in control. God is in control. And if you I mean, AGMA, AGMA. Agma works of excellence, yeah. so I'm super excited about what God is going to do. We're, we're looking forward to what God is going to do, most definitely. And um, awesome. yeah, it's been amazing having a conversation with Sonny. And I think social media is very simple. Sonny Badu, UK. On, Absolutely. And, and people can get in touch with you. Listen, thanks for making time to join us. I'm super, super grateful. And hopefully we'll catch up. Maybe you never know, the next time the interview might be in Atlanta. Who knows? I come, I cannot wait to host you. Yeah, listen, thank you very much. Thank you.